Oh, baby, it's Monday. It's morning. And wouldn't you look at that, it's Macabre. Welcome, everybody, to Monday Morning Macabre, where we spook you till you die. Till you die. It's a really bad model. We're losing listeners left and right. Yeah, we did not think about the economics of how it works. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme where like we spook you till you die and then your death spooks others till they die. It's a whole pyramid. Yeah, are you tired Uh, of working a nine to five? Yeah, are you looking for your inner girl boss to become dead? Are people hating to see you win? (laughs) Are you a student athlete always on your grind? Then you've come to the right place. You've come to the perfect place. It's Monday hey morning with It's Monday morning with up. Welcome. Another another week that we're all here. You know? Just walk outside, smell the air, and think, man. Yeah, the nuclear holocaust hasn't happened yet. Not yet. Fingers crossed for next week. That might be the worst thing about a nuclear war is that it would probably cut into this podcast being. Yeah, I think that's why people. that that's why mutually assured destruction exists, is because they're like, hey, if you try to destroy the podcast, we'll destroy your podcasts, and then... Oh, man. The... Yeah. Whatever <laughs> our enemy in the next world war is, like, Belgium, yeah. your podcast yeah, probably Belgium. will go down. Oh, it's guaranteed to be Belgium now that I put it together. Now that I look at yeah. the pieces. Scones has just taken a step back, and Scones couldn't figure it out for a long time. Then he went and he spoke to an old childhood friend who brought up a past memory that instantly made him realize the entire uh, thing, and so here we are. Yes, on <laughs> that's my anime. <laughs> yeah, it's going to anime. Anyway, welcome to Money More Macabre, the show where we talk about creepy, spooky stuff every week. Without, we don't have fucking ads. We don't, we don't bog you down with ads. You're welcome. We just bog you down with <laughs> talking about nonsense. With straight facts. With straight facts and logic. Get Shapiro on, brother. Ooh. <laughs> Got him. Hey, Don't Ben Shapiro, like if you're listening, I will fight <laughs> you in a debate because it would gain us viewership, baby. Oh, talk about mutually assured destruction. Yeah. Destroy me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, go, uh, hey, everybody. Hey. Um, just want to real quick shout out to the Patreon listeners uh, for listening to Sharknado review. People seem to like Sharknado, uh, which is absurd to me. <laughs> but hey, you know what? You do you, brothers and sisters. Hey, whatever I'm, blows I'm your hair back. I don't just <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't decide if you like Sharknado or not. But a lot of people are like, <laughs> boy, do more <laughs> Sharknados. So we're actually changing the podcast. It's now Monday morning Sharknado. It does not. It's not as alliterative, admittedly, but it's what the it people want. It has its weaknesses. It does have its weaknesses, but it has a very specific singular core strength, and that is sharks. Uh, we have changed our name to be Shark Puns. Scones, go ahead. Oh, uh, I am now Gil. <laughs> yep, and I'm Finn. So <laughs> Gil and Finn here from Shark Monday Morning Sharknado today. We're going to be reviewing Sharknados 1 through 6, and with our special guest, Tara Reed. No, Tara, get closer to the mic. Yeah, Tara, you're, yeah, no one can hear you. No. Tara, oh. can we get someone in here? That something wrong with Tara? All right, so Tara's here Can we for get a professional? <laughs> I, will, I work with professionals, not Sharknado actresses. Got her. So you can, uh, you, you can, as the listeners, you all know, you can rest assured that Tara Reed is here with us, she but her mic's just not working. She is definitely here. 
Yep. She's trying to speak into the mic, and she keeps just kind of looking at us like confused. I don't know if she's ever seen a microphone before. I don't know. I loved Van Wilder. <laughs> Tara, do you know Ben Shapiro? Do no, we're trying to do this thing. We're trying to do a thing. So this week, guys, Scones is going to be bringing us the... Uh, I am. The facts be, and logic. I'm the, um, the uh, macabarista bringing a hot one, and this is a listener suggestion. Oh. Uh, listener Mandy D on Instagram. She said, hey, yeah. you should check out this whack job, Adolfo Costanzo. Ooh. George Costanza. <laughs> Had a much different life after Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah classic George. Anyway, we're going to be, uh, the article I found that tells the story best as they usually do. Is this is a on, genuine article? Oh, I wish. No, it's on allthatsinteresting.com. Hey, shout out. We're basically a podcast for this website. We're a podcast for you, ATI. Oh, actually, do they actually already have a, a podcast? I'm sure they definitely have a podcast. Oh, then never mind. Don't go listen to it, though. Stay here. Yes, please. <laughs> please. We need you. Ben Shapiro's not destroying them. Tara, don't you get up. Don't you dare go over to all that's interesting. <laughs> Tara, you sit down. You sit down, Tara. Uh, okay, Tara's going to join us still. All right. So the name of the article by Gina DeMuro uh, was how Adolfo Costanzo went from a Catholic boy to a drug kingpin, then to a satanic cult-leading serial killer. <laughs> that's the... See, when guidance counselors in high school are like, what do you want your career path to look like? <laughs> I was like, this one. It's like <laughs> when men like, turn 30, they basically become one of these as their personality. Yeah, you choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like three. There's like three. It's like starting Pokemon. You yeah. choose one of the three. Catholic boy, drug kingpin, or satanic leading serial killer. <laughs> we all know it. If you're above 30, write in. Which one are you? Though he was born into a Roman Catholic family, Adolfo Costanzo quickly fell into alternative religion, focusing on black magic and the occult. See, this is a classic Monday Morning Macabre character. This is, I'm, yeah. I'm already a big fan. <laughs> Adolfo Costanzo was born in Miami in 1962. Ooh. Man, Miami must have been a wild place in 1962. Do you think Mr. Miami was alive yet? Pitbull? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think he had been born and then, you know, been there, done that. Yeah, so he hadn't been there or done that then. This is pre-been-done. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's how we're going to do the new dating system is PBE or PBD, and then, I don't know, after Pitbull's death, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Tara, have you met Pitbull? Tara. She's nodding her head. Must have been at like a party or something. Probably. Was was he on the set of Van Wilder 2? Let's get wilder. Is that a real movie? (laughs) <laughs> no. Okay. I would believe There it. is a Van Wilder, too. I think it's like... There's no way Ryan Reynolds is in it. There's like three Van Wilders. It's a, it's a franchise. Is Ryan a Reynolds franchise. in any of them besides the first one? I don't think he's in the... He might make like a cameo appearance, maybe. It seems like one of those stupid... Like, they just keep making them. And then like by no, the yeah, third and because fourth the third one, one, they one is, on DVD. Is about, the third one... Because isn't... um. Oh, God, what's his name? Who's the, who's the actor who plays Kumar and Harold and Kumar? You guys, you know his name? Oh, uh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Isn't, isn't he in that movie? I don't As, know. Like, it's been a fresh... while. <laughs> it's been a long time. Why don't you just ask Tara? Hey, Tara, Cal Penn? Yes, no. no. Not... <laughs> <laughs> she's, I don't know what she's doing. She's starting to foam with the mouth. Classic Tara. Classic Tara, Tara Bear. Love Adolfo it. Costanzo, his mother, 
A widowed immigrant from Cuba moved to Puerto Rico with her infant son to marry her second husband before the family moved back to Miami in 1972. Little did she know that her infant son would grow up to become a drug lord and cult-leading mass murderer. Voodoo and Catholicism have always had an interesting relationship, and although Adolfo Costanzo was baptized in a Roman Catholic tradition, like most other immigrants in Little Havana, uh, where he lived, strange rumors started (laughs) swirling about the young boy and his family. Local legend claims his mother and grandmother were both priestesses in the Santeria religion, a blend Mm, of Afro-Cuban religion. I also love Sublime. Boo <laughs> or cheers? Which one is it's a it? musical episode? <laughs> it's all cheers. It's always cheers. Always good cheers. vibes only. <laughs> good. Yeah, guys. Hey, this is a GVO zone, okay? So a blend of that's actually so not true. Not a single one of the stories we tell has good vibes. Has good vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a BVO, TBH. A blend it's a of BVO TBH. It's an MVO. Cop vibes only, dude. Spread the word. Everybody post uh, with the hashtag macabre vibes only. A blend of Afro-Cuban religion and certain elements of Catholicism popular throughout the Caribbean. That's uh, Santeria. When Costanza was 14, he became the apprentice of a local sorcerer who had made himself rich through his dealings with superstitious drug lord dealers. Dude, when I was 14, I was just like, can I work at your local Dunkin' Donuts? This dude was like, can I summon shit in your basement (laughs) with you? I've I have an astounding lack of sorcery in my life. Right, my sorcery skill. If this was an RPG, it would be zero. It's like I learned how to write in cursive, but I never learned sorcery. Like yeah, that's no real world shit at all. Yeah, I learned how to like draw a circle. That's it. I bet you're really good at drawing circles. Though. <laughs> I'm really fucking good, brother. I get called by the <laughs> Pentagon saying we need a circle. The last guy came in here, designed this building, came out like a Pentagon. We want a circle. <laughs> we want. We don't want these corners. We want infinite corners. That's a circle. What is the middle of the Pentagon? What goes on in there? The uh, little courtyard. Oh, that's a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a, I mean, it's pretty solid, but yeah, no, it's Super Bowl. That place is packed. <laughs> mango habanero is the good ones. I would kill for some mango habanero wings right now. Dude, well then, fucking shoot me in the head, brother. It was supposedly this sorcerer. (laughs) Supposedly, this sorcerer who introduced Costanzo to Palo Mayombe, the darker side of Santeria. Shortly after that, his neighbors began finding small dead animals on their doorsteps. That's, uh, I mean, like, I feel like he's just trying to be. He's like the emo kid who's trying to make himself noticed so that people like pay attention to him you know what i'm saying i like how this guy's like a satanic drug lord and you're like he's just trying to get attention dude <laughs> he's just he does yeah he's just trying to he he's looking for likes like, and oh, follows you? dude he doesn't actually it's literally like his personality he's not about it he yeah, he's exactly. a poser he's a clout chasing moron he wears metallica shirts but doesn't actually listen to metallica after spending his teenage years being schooled in sorcery and arrested several times for shoplifting Costanzo's good looks brought him to Mexico City for modeling work. Must be nice. Same. Yeah. It was there. It was there he recruited his first <laughs> occult disciples. That's so crazy that he was like, although I am a cult and occult figure, I'm also still going to model on the side. Yeah. I mean, he was like getting arrested for like committing crimes and doing sorceries like, fuck it, I'm just going to go be a model. <laughs> it's like, you know what? 
Easy peasy. I can't leave dead squirrels on your doorstep. Guess I got to <laughs> call up Tyra Banks. Not Ty- Tyra Banks? She, yes. Yes, Tyra Banks. Yes, that is the America's next <laughs> top model. Jorge Montes and Martin Quintana were both his first followers and his lovers, having been lured in by Costanzo's powerful charisma and a curiosity about the cult. Costanzo would play upon these dual traits and seduce drama. Let's just say everybody's hooking up. Scones is spilling the tea right now. (laughs) I don't even care. I'll (laughs) say it. Costanzo would play upon these dual traits and seduce many of his other disciples in Mexico City's gay neighborhood, the Zona Rosa, where he would read tarot cards. El Dolfo. Not you, Tara. Tarot. <laughs> Tara, I see, I see how you got you the mix up. up. But, yeah. But, sh- but stop it. You're ruining No, your the show. mic still is not on. Yeah. There's a red light on ours because it's hot. It's called a hot mic, Tara. Tara. It's industry it's a hot terminology. Mic, Tara. Your mic is cold like your heart in Sharknado. <laughs> we started being really mean to her. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> any way for me to get the bench up here, I'm taking it. Adolfo Costanzo set up shop in Mexico City permanently in 1984 and worked on establishing his reputation as powerful padrino of the city. Mexican drug dealers presented the perfect combination of superstition and bloodlust upon which Costanzo would prey. True. For sums of up to $4,500, he would perform ceremonies that involved the sacrifice of animals that he guaranteed would protect the dealers during their illicit activities. Costanzo's Diary later outlined the exact price uh, customers paid per animal, from $6 for a simple rooster all the way up to 3100 for lion cubs. That's fucked Whoa, up. One that's prominent dealer super fucked. racked up a $40,000 bill with Costanzo over a three-year period. That's crazy. Fuck these people, dude. Yeah, don't like them. You know what, Costanzo? I take it back. I don't think you're cool. Yeah. People paying money New to stance. see animals die. You could just, you could have, you could have invested in crypto. Where would you be now? Yeah, you could have had a Bitcoin with that money, baby. As the sorcerer lured in more and more impressive clientele, including not just powerful cartel leaders but fashion models, nightclub performers, and a few federal policemen, he needed to put on more impressive spectacles to satisfy them. Costanzo and his followers had been raiding cemeteries for actual human bones for some time, but in time. They would not be enough. By 1987. Do you want to raid a cemetery later? Uh, I don't know how the the optics of me saying yes to that would look for the listeners. Every time I ask you to raid a cemetery, you have some kind of excuse. If you don't want to hang out with me, just say it. Does your girlfriend not like you raiding cemeteries with me? Bro, she's controlling your life. <laughs> yeah, bro. You used to raid cemeteries with the boys, and then you met her, and it's been totally different. You fucking changed, man. <laughs> By 1987, Adolfo Costanzo had to come a long way from reading tarot cards. Tara, oh, oh, she oh, looked. Oh, oh, she's talking. We can't hear it still. Can't hear you, Tara. Uh, can't reading, hear you, Tara. Love you. Reading tarot cards in the Zona Rosa, the big money he was getting from rich clients afforded him a new condominium complete with a garage full of luxury cars. Must be fucking <gasps> nice. Wow. Bo, bo, bo. The, sor- <laughs> the sorcerer <laughs> had also taken advantage of his police and cartel contacts to start dealing him for himself uh, as some illicit supplementary income. Passive income, change your life, brother. Take control. Fire your boss. MLM. It's the best memes when it's like, would you rather a billion dollars right now or you get a yeah, free frog yeah, like a every, every day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, that's <laughs> passive income, baby. Choose the second. <laughs> Adolfo Costanzo's most important client was the Calzada family, leaders of one of the country's biggest cartels. Was a Kalamata olive. <laughs> and boy, were they the biggest. The relationship between the Padrino and the dealers started out as it usually did, with Costanzo providing protection spells for large sums of money. Dude, that's so cool. This what's guy's the, figured it what's out. the proof that these yeah, people, right? like... Do they get, like, a buff above their head? How do you know? <laughs> yeah, they check their, their spell bar. <laughs> they... <laughs> it's there. It's there. As time went on and the Calzadas became more and more powerful, Costanzo became convinced that their good fortunes were the results of his black magic and insisted upon being given a position of power with the cartel. When the cartel leader refused Costanzo's demand, he and six other family members suddenly disappeared. Whoa. The Nganga, or Blood Cauldron, is an important part of Palo Mayombe. Uh, I might not be pronouncing any of this right, but hey, nah, I like, I'm here to try. I, I mean, I'm Blood Cauldrons are, <laughs> I'm a big fan, so. That's the name of our speak. first, like, bar. The Blood Cauldron? Yeah. A Monday Morning Macabre yeah. Bar. Hi, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre's Blood Cauldron. We're a Buffalo Wild Wings in reality. <laughs> and we put red dye in everything. <laughs> we just red dye all those mango habanero wings. Welcome to the Pentagon. Dude, have a nice day. I want mango habanero wings. <laughs> dude, I, I live so near a wings over, dude. Oh, you freaking traitor. <laughs> <laughs> We're Buffalo Wild Wings. So many free plugs this episode. Yeah, a lot of free. If you're a B Wild Wee, then you're stoked. If you're a wings <laughs> over, you're stoked. Oh. I thought you said soaked. I was like, oh, You're what? fucking soaked, bro. This is our new uh, prank show called Get Soaked, where we make references to you on a podcast that we've made almost 100 episodes on, and it's like all just for this one moment where we soak you. It's the long con, baby. Yeah, baby. Worshippers believe that by placing bones and blood in an iron cauldron, they can summon spirits to do their bidding. This is straight up like 1600 Salem shit, yep. or what yeah, that's... people thought people were doing in salem meanwhile people were actually doing this in mexico in the 80s when mexican police found were a crazy time bro the yeah everybody was doing ass mothman ass mothman (laughs) everybody was doing blow in the 80s when mexican police (laughs) found the bodies of the missing members of the calzada family the mutilated corpses were missing more than a few parts costanzo had taken the fingers Uh toes hearts testicles, spines, and brains from his former partners and added them all to his own nganga in hopes of strengthening the dark powers. Did they did they leave the peepers? Uh looks like peepers were left. <laughs> okay. Alright. That's that's where he draws the line. <laughs> to this day it is exactly un it is unknown how many human victims Adolfo Costanzo and his disciples fed to their nganga. 23 Jesus. have been officially documented, but police believe that a series of mutilated bodies found in the area and during the time the Petrino was active, there may also be there. I'm I can't do it. I'm well, giving up. Hey, thanks for listening to Money More Macabre. We had to tap out as a forfeit episode. Yep. There was um, a bunch of fucked up bodies and they thought that the cult <laughs> did it, but they can't exactly pin it. Costanzo's victims were small time crooks. Uh, it says transvestites, but I don't think that's a term. Oh, you think? Yeah. Anymore. I don't know what the terms are. TBH. <laughs> that's not. From the Zona Rosa or even uh, members of his own circle who disobeyed him. 
since most of the human sacrifices came from the uh, from the society's dark underbelly. I am. It is a you are scones crawls of those, the finish those, right now. He's been thinking about those wings too hard. The murders flew under the radar, and the full number of homicides will probably never be known. Costanzo's followers worshipped him like a god. They did not hesitate to find victims for him and or even mutilate one of their own. When the Pied Piper of Death demanded the sacrifice of an Anglo one night in 1989, they did not hesitate to grab one of the many American college students who had crossed the border from Texas during his spring break. Uh, the student they had snatched, Mark Kilroy, was not a lone drifter whose disappearance would go unnoticed. His friends and family alerted both American and Mexican authorities, triggering a massive manhunt that would eventually bring about Costanzo's downfall. When the Mexican police busted a small-time marijuana dealer that April, he led them to a small ranch where, as the police had expected, they found a cache of drugs. What the police did not expect was the small windowless shack yep, on the ranch yep. property that would later describe as a human slaughterhouse. They, uh, This is fucking dark, so... uh. Here we go. <sighs> they had accidentally stumbled upon Adolfo Costanzo's Nganga, still filled with bits and pieces Jesus. of his victims. The horribly mutilated bodies of Kilroy and the others were buried in shallow graves on the grounds. The police burned the shack to the ground and called in a priest to perform a purification rite. So they're just fighting, like, they're just like fighting religion yeah. with religion now. Yeah, yeah, they're like, all right, bring in the big guns. She's like, I'm Father Whitaker, uh, <laughs> and I'm here you know, to, uh, you know, here to purify cheer this everybody up. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, what can do you I call? Just... <laughs> he's doing know. a comedy routine. Yeah, yeah, as he's as he's throwing the holy water on a burning shack. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's up with the shacks these days, huh? They don't make them like they used to. Everyone's like looking around like, who is this guy? (laughs) The symbolic destruction of the heart of Adolfo Costanzo's dark powers preceded the Padrino's actual downfall. Mexican authorities tracked him down a couple weeks later and surrounded him in his Mexico City apartment. The cult leader eluded justice until the very end, ordering one of his faithful companions to shoot him before the police could ever take him away. Damn. Yeah, so... uh. Pretty horrifying, scary dude. Yeah, that's a that's. I mean, it's this is like a perfect. Uh, could have just been a model episode, and that we got we got the sacrifice, and we got the murders, we got the a little bit of everything. We got the Buffalo Wild Wings references. I mean, I don't know what else you guys are looking for. Man, Mandy D with the suggestion that really just hits all the. Hey, man, man, dark. Thank you. Ha 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 ha. Uh, we have Tara Reed in studio. It's a hip Tara, happening Tara, thanks for stopping episode. by. Tara, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, if you guys aren't, follow Tara Reed on Twitter at Young Reed. Uh, <laughs> That's actually it. I'd lose it. <laughs> I know. I don't think she's a Young Reed on Twitter, but boy, oh boy, can a, can a little lad hope. Yeah. And if you're into modeling, just stay in modeling instead of going into Yeah, just stay in modeling. If you've, got a, if you've got pronounced cheekbones and a good jawline, don't put people's bodies in cauldrons. Hey, beautiful people will, uh, will ruin your life. That's a fucking man, brother. Eat the rich. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. Take that, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> hey, Ben. 
Yeah, this is a formal call-out to Ben Shapiro. If you want me on your podcast, I will destroy you with facts and logic that you haven't even thought about. Do it. All right? I'll be there, the hype, me and Tara Reed in the back, hyping him up. He will destroy yeah. you. I'm going to wear Daisy Dukes, baby. <laughs> I would... Ugh, someday. Tara, someday we'll get your mic working. Some, someday, Tara Reed. Now, if you were a listener of this podcast and you're sitting there, you're like, oh, that's that's a fun, jokey joke they're making. And then next episode, we have an interview with Tara Reid. <laughs> you're going to feel like a fucking th- idiot. Yeah, yeah, you're going to feel like such a dumbass because you're a nerd. You can't prove jocks. she's not here. You can't prove anything. I didn't say nothing. All three of us are going to split some mango habanero wings later. We're friends yeah. now. Me, this Tara, and Scones are uh, we're we're wing we're wing uh, wing boy wing wing friends wing wingmen. That but she's a you know what I mean why does it have to be gendered? Huh? I don't know. I'm going uh, through my head trying to think of W words that are like camaraderie, and I can't. Yeah, I can't either. The wing. If you guys know a, a W word that means group, <laughs> leave a comment. <laughs> right in. <laughs> right in. Send us physical mail. <laughs> we really so need like someone else to come up weeks, with a name we'll for like, our group oh, of friends. No. Yeah, our group of our friends group of that's friends. us and Tara Reed, and we eat wings <laughs> a lot. What is? What are we talking about, guys? Thanks for listening. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. MM Macabre Pod, Instagram Monday Morning Macabre, and check out MondayMorningMacabre.com for merch, Patreon, extra bonus episodes, all that good stuff. And as always, Tara Reed, have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Goodbye. Boy.